we've got two great actors and musicians in their own right here in the studio. Let's talk The Color Purple. Director Lillianne Brown and her whole ensemble are bringing The Color Purple musical to the Drury Lane Theater in Oakbrook Terrace. It is uh, an adaptation of the Alice Walker 1982 Pulitzer Prize winning novel. Songs from Brenda Russell, Ellie Willis, and Stephen Bray, and Marsha Norman's script. Ooh, that's a great combo. Right. And, uh, you know, the only thing that's going to make that better are the two people joining me in the studio. It's the production Seeley and Shug Avery, Evan Logan, and Sydney Charles. Welcome Ooh, to Bogo! Thank you for having us, Gio. Hey. I'm so excited for the two of you to be here. Let's give folks a refresher on the story of The Color Purple in case they're unfamiliar or haven't read the book or seen the movie uh, in a while. Evan, Seeley is the glue that holds all of this whole thing together. We'll start with you. The story, uh, I actually saw the movie when I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. The story is about Celie, who's a young woman in the South in, 19, in the early 1900s, who goes through a lot of, a lot of hardships um, and comes through on the other side, a more self-possessed and aware woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty much her story and about the, the women that she encounters who give her strength and who help her to become the person that we see at the end of the show. And uh, Shug Avery makes... Uh, a mighty big impact on the life of Seeley. Yeah, Suge Avery is the, I guess, the color in Seeley's, you know, rather gray life before she finds herself mm-hmm. and finds love. Um, and because of that, all that color and personality and spark, Suge Avery is looked at as a Jezebel, no. uh, troublemaker, <laughs> you know, she was a hashtag nasty woman, you know. <laughs> um, but she does uh, change Celie's life, and Celie also changes hers. So, I remember l- back in, I, I want to say the late 90s, early 2000s, learning that they would be turning the color purple into a musical and thinking that I thought the days of black trauma as musical entertainment <laughs> might be Never, ever. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> but the score does these women's stories uh, a great justice. Is that something that you thought about when auditioning through this process, uh, doing these stories justice while still singing the house down? Uh not really, actually. I was just really, really excited to be a part of yeah. the production. <laughs> but then getting into the production and becoming more intimately aware of the music, I became aware of what you were just saying, of how the music can lift these stories up beyond the page and make them into more than just, you know, another hard story about, you know, black people in the South at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I did love that most of the music was led by or started with the woman's voice. Mm-hmm. Like the men were just you know, singing in the background. They had a couple of numbers, <laughs> but the, the focus, was, exactly, the focus was on the voices of the women and their story. So I was excited about telling any story that let us do that. It's 926 on the morning amp, powered by Vocalo, Evan Logan, and Sydney Charles of the Drury Lane production of The Color Purple are joining me in the studio today. Yay! Yes. There have been productions of this uh, musical that prioritize the singing and dancing over the nuance that these characters and the script want to bring to the stage, but Lillianne Brown said, no, 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 no. As always. She- <laughs> <laughs> what was it like working with her on this production? Oh my God, a dream, a dream. I literally prayed for her, um, not knowing that I was praying for her but just wanting to be challenged and to be given more than just here sing this song and here do these dance steps she really helped us to delve into the truth of who these people are and talk about the characters themselves and what they wanted and what they needed and going beyond that to make it a deeper and richer and fuller story First of all, she sent us the book over summer break. Not that we actually have break as actors, but she sent us 
the Alice Walker book um, and had us all reread it, read it for the first time, whatever, so that um, we could have background knowledge and, like Evan said, give these characters depth bigger than what most musicals do, and especially this production. So that was helpful. I read the book when I was a younger, but rereading it, I was I saw some things in a, as an adult that I didn't see before, and yeah. that really helped shape. Sometimes it's a good idea to revisit the books of your youth through... I don't know. A old person eyes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A different lens. It changes your perspective, especially when you've been through a lot of things. Yeah. You know, I definitely would not have encountered this book the same way had I read it when I was like 17 yeah. that I did when I was not, you know, at this time. The last time you were here, Sydney, you were, uh, we were talking to you about your portrayal of uh, Billie Holiday. Nina. Uh, Nina Simone. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. And uh, the last time I saw you in real life, you were hosting the Fly Honey Show. Yeah. <laughs> True story. True story. Yes. <laughs> I I love that uh, you and 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 you too, and 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 the whole you know this 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 crew of of contemporaries that you have find it so important to be able to stretch muscles in all of these different spaces. Is this uh, is this a a, a nice Next step after the Fly Honey Show? <laughs> you know, they kind of meld into each other. Yeah. Um, being a host of the Fly Honey Show, which involves, as you know, because you were uh, a one night only. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they kind of blend um, with the dancing and the singing. That's kind of who Suge is. Mm -hmm. So, com you know, taking that as controlling a crowd and should commanding a crowd they kind of like lean on each other so it was kind of a little cool refresher course for the fly honey and then bring some of that into the characterization of Suge Avery. 928 on the morning amp powered by Vocalo, Evan Logan, Cindy Charles, color purple it's all happening. Let's talk about uh, your characters relationship to one another. They get the chance to explore sexuality in a way that the other characters in the show don't. Is that a welcome aspect of playing them? How are you able to tackle that? in a way that's respectful to the time and the place that the show takes place. Absolutely. Um, well, there have always been queer characters, so it's very refreshing to see them brought out to the forefront mm -hmm. um, in this story. And from Celie's perspective, it's very refreshing to go back to the first time you felt those kind of butterflies in your stomach, you know, because with Mister, she never felt any yeah. kind of affection whatsoever. It's only with Suge that she starts to have that kind of awakening about what love can really be and what it can really feel like and what affection is and, you know, all of those kind of things. So it's like, how do you tap into the first time again or how you do how do you remember that innocence of what it of what it felt like to have somebody hold your hand for mm. the first time or really really hug you or really look at you as if they wanted to see you for the first time mm. so that's really nice to explore how about you it's just really nice to see that even in 1982 Alice Walker was like love is love yeah. and that mm -hmm. you know there was no uh, she didn't think it was taboo because it shouldn't be, you know. And so bringing that to the stage, even in 2019, is awesome. And, and um, I think maybe Suge was one of the, you know, first characters that was like, hey, you know, polyamorous, pansexual, I'm out here. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? I love humans, you know. Yeah. And um, being able to um, tell that story through her is, is a privilege, you yeah. know, um, because that's how it just should be in general and uh evan makes it easy because she's cute <laughs> <laughs>
I love this. I've read a few different reviews of the show, and I've seen some videos of some rehearsal, and the chemistry that the cast has with one another is, is frequently brought up. You don't get to form a like a family situation with every cast that you are a part yeah. of, but is that... Uh, happening behind the scenes because it seems like it's it's pushing through to what the audience can see. We love each other. I mean, it really, really is. It's gross. Really, <laughs> it's kind of disgusting, actually, how much we love each other and get along. Um, everybody is so, so committed and so in it, and it just makes it so easy to be there and hang out with everybody. They mm -hmm. have such great attitudes, and they're all about the work and about lifting up this story and really elevating these kind of characters and these people and it's just really really easy to be on the stage with them and I think the more we spend time together the more that translates to the story that we tell on stage and the deeper it gets yeah, yeah because a lot of us too we've done shows together before mm -hmm. so sometimes it just feels like a big family reunion which yeah. is apropos for the color purple I yeah mean, absolutely um and then some people we just know from just being black performers in Chicago yeah. and people we may have always wanted to work with um, that we admire and we get to do that this time. So there's just a bunch of excitement and love and ad admiration and respect for each other. So that makes it easy to act a fool. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. This show, the blackity blackest thing in the whole wide world, uh, Oak Brook Terrace, not so much. What? But I feel as though that's kind of important. Uh, white audiences need to see stories like this. Why is it something uh, that you think that they should see? And why is it something that black folks should make the trip out to Oak Brook Terrace to see? Sydney, I'll start with you. <laughs> surprise, surprise. No. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's important for a white audience to, to see this play, this musical, because oftentimes black people aren't seen as human. And there's a, the commonality of the issue or the subject of love in this. And so that's something that can be understood by all people, no matter what race or, or, race or ethnicity. Mm -hmm. So just to be able to see us and relate to us and just give us that respect of, yes, we are human. We feel things. We go through things that are separate from, you know, the whiteness that we occur on a daily basis. Like we just, we fall in love. We've had arguments. We have fights. We get divorced. We get married, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times people outside of the black community don't think that we do that. They just mm -hmm. think that we're all about struggle. But in the midst of that struggle, we're still living whole lives. Mm -hmm. And it's important for people to see that, especially in Oak Brook Terrace. <laughs> where the only black people you see are at the mall. So. <laughs> Evan. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's interesting presenting this story and this piece to primarily white audiences every night and then having them have the reactions that they have. They're always with us, and I feel like they're taking things from this. And I feel like that's because this show is very timeless. I don't think you need to have it in the early 1900s mm. for it to matter or for it it to still permeate to the people that it's being presented to. I think those stories about love and hope and sisterhood, all of those things are timeless about a woman mm -hmm. being abused and pulling herself up to find herself among other strong women and, you know, finding that you can put those kind of stories anywhere. Yeah. So it's, it's important that I think white audiences see it for all of the reasons that Sydney said, but I think it's important for black audiences to see it too because, you know, again, amid struggle, we are always finding a way to push ahead and forge new paths and tell these timeless stories. And I think it's important for everybody to see. And also because they, most, most of us, we grew up with the movie. Yeah. So all we know is the movie. 
So it's nice to see the musical because the musical actually relies on the combination of the movie and the, and book. the book. Yeah. So mm, I am uh, very, very, very much a fan of the both of you and the work that you do. And uh, a huge fan of this musical. Let's all go on a road trip. Come see it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's yes. get the get information. A big old coach bus. Oh my god! <laughs> I was thinking about a stretch Humvee. Yes. No. <laughs> Let's get the information out to the people. The color purple is now playing at the Jury Lane Theater. That's 100 Jury Lane in Oakbrook Terrace. You can visit jurylanetheater.com for ticket info and showtimes. Eben, Sydney, thank you, and send our thanks to the rest of the cast and crew. Of yes, course. Thank you for having absolutely. us. Y'all come see the show. Do it.